Hey everyone, and welcome to episode number five of the Southpaw Dog Training Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you will stick around and subscribe because I have a new podcast coming out every week. If you don't know, my name is Ryan, and I'm a dog trainer in beautiful Chilliwack, British Columbia, Canada, and I'm hoping to help dog owners like you live better, happier, and more fulfilling lives with your canine companions. This week's topic is a popular one, LLW. That's right, loose leash walking. It seems for the average dog owner, loose leash walking is one of the holy grails of dog training. Almost every owner wants it, but only a small percentage of people ever really master it. For some people, loose leash walking isn't a priority, either because of the lifestyle they live or the type of dog they have. It does tend to be a priority for those with physical injuries or disabilities, sore shoulders, hands, knees, or even a lack of strength or size. Pulling can be painful or possibly damaging for them. It's also important for people with large or powerful dogs. Having them pull on the leash can be dangerous not only for their owner, but for the dog as well. It doesn't matter what equipment you're using to walk your dog. Equipment doesn't teach your dog how to walk consequences ultimately teach your dog. Remember, consequences can be both good and bad. Reward and punishment, or reward and correction if you prefer. Equipment can help teach your dog, but it doesn't automatically fix the problem, despite some of the claims out there. We will get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of the training equipment later on. Let's talk about healing versus loose leash walking. There is a difference. What is the difference between a heel and a loose leash walk? A true heel is a very specific behavior. It is very formal behavior and mostly only used for competitive obedience competitions or dog sports. Check out videos of competitive healing on YouTube. It is a very impressive thing to watch, but not something you'd want to do for an extended period of time. It's not a very relaxed way to go out walking with your pup. Generally, the dog is glued to your left side and staring you straight in the eyes. Loose leash walking is a lot more relaxed. Just you and your buddy out for a stroll together. They walk nicely next to you on a relaxed leash, usually on the left side. The dog doesn't need to be glued to you and is free to take in the surroundings. There's a very visible J or U shape in the leash, and they have a bigger bubble to walk in compared to traditional healing. Sniffing is okay if it's okay with you. It's up to you to decide what is acceptable and what you want it to look like. Like I said, traditionally dogs are walked on the left, but you can teach them on either side. Eventually, you can teach them to walk on both sides. I would recommend picking a side and keeping it consistent before having them switch. So why is it so hard? If it's something everybody wants, why do so many people fail? Why is it so difficult? There are many reasons why you might be struggling. Do you make training a priority and work at it every day or at least most days? If you do, are you using an effective method? Are you using the correct training equipment? Training is all about timing. Whether you're rewarding or correcting your dog, if your timing is bad, you might not be properly reinforcing the right behaviors or correcting the unwanted ones. What a lot of people don't seem to understand 
is that in general, dogs naturally walk faster than us human beings. Four legs are faster than two, don't you know? The environment is full of distractions that we are constantly competing with. Other dogs, people, squirrels, cats, cars, bikes, leaves, and thousands of different smells that catch the attention of your dog's sensitive nose. Most people aren't choosing the correct place to start teaching your dog. They go right onto the street with all the distractions and then become frustrated because the dog isn't listening or paying attention to you. They're just being a brat or stubborn. The problem usually starts when they were puppies and were never taught any leash manners and are allowed to act like maniacs on the leash. And then when the dog starts to get older and bigger, stronger, suddenly they don't want them to pull anymore. And you have months and months and months of practicing bad habits. A lot of people start their dogs on harnesses and flexi leashes. And don't get me wrong, every piece of equipment has a place in time. Yes, even flexi leashes. But when it comes to teaching leash skills, harnesses combined with a flexi leash is about as useful as a screen door on a submarine. In part two next week, we will get into the equipment that you can use, that you should use, and some that you probably shouldn't use. We will get into techniques and strategies and methods that you can use to have your pooch relaxed and happy walking right next to you. Wow, doesn't that sound heavenly? You might even enjoy your walks. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate all your support. Please stay tuned for part two next week. If the platform you're listening on allows you to leave reviews, please do and let me know what you want me to talk about. Or ask a dog training question and I'll try to answer it on the next podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'm Ryan with Southpaw Dog Training. No dogs left behind. <laughs>